Aloha, people of God. This is your brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to the Fully Submitted with Brother Mike podcast. I am your host, Brother Mike, Mike Dillard. Okay, so hope everyone's doing well today. As you know, this is a live and dynamic podcast, so um, wherever the message comes up, that's where I'm putting it down. Wherever I get it, that's where I spit it. So I am now driving in my car on Honolulu. <laughs> I just left a business meeting uh, with some global cohorts, right? And this message is coming up and I'm just going to share it. So here we go. And of course, I'll try and keep this under 30 minutes and go. So, you know, back in 1994, I got out of the Navy and very quickly, I ended up being homeless. Within six months, I was homeless, right? Um, Wait, let me back up for a second. And the title of this episode, (laughs) this is about the God... This is about the God that does not waste your tears. He doesn't waste those tears. He doesn't waste those opportunities. He doesn't waste your so-called failures, right? He's gonna take those things and he's gonna make it work out for your good in the end. This message is so important because people all over the world are hurting right now in large part due to the COVID pandemic. And so we find many people not uh, employed, right? People losing their jobs, people unable to pay bills. And unfortunately, many people are losing their lives or they have already lost their lives uh, either directly to this pandemic or indirectly to this pandemic so this is a very serious question and and there are christians that are being afflicted right this is just not you know people of the world god's people are being afflicted also okay so this is definitely something that we need to come on and talk about um at a high level because it is affecting everyone on this planet right the body of christ is being affected so we definitely definitely uh, need to talk about this and I'm, I'm not gonna you know skirt the issue here so let's go so anyway God is the God that he he takes your tears no tear is wasted right no obstacle or, or, or I wouldn't say obstacle but no adversity is wasted right in the hands of the master right Jesus can and does take every situation and he knows how to get the most glory out of anything right out of any situation he knows how to turn it around and make it work for your good okay he does know this so going back to my story i was homeless in 1994 for a brief spell right and uh when i finally got an apartment which was miraculous in and of itself because one, I had zero money in my pocket and two, I had horrible credit. But the Lord gave me favor with this realtor um, and the man told me literally, don't worry, your credit is good with me. Your money is good with me. Like in other words, when you get some money, it's good with me. What? Right? He gave me favor. Why? So I could show 
to the court system that I was a, a decent parent and I had a place to stay and I could, you know, get my daughter. I mean, that's a whole long, convol- whole long convoluted story, which that's for a whole nother time. But anyway, the long and the short of it was I managed to get an apartment, right? So when I finally wasn't homeless, I did have an apartment for a short stay, uh, which literally had like branches and vines growing inside of the apartment. I'm, I'm not even making this up. It, it was, but you know what? It was better than being homeless. And I had a place for me and my daughter. So, you know, hey, it was all good. Now, let's talk about food. You know, for those that are hurting and that have lost their their jobs, I mean, I, I, I'm in contact with people all over the world now, right? And they reach out to me and they and they need encouragement. People are needing encouragement all over the world, right? You know, some people need homes. They need jobs. They need different things, right? But the underlying thing in, 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 in it all, whether they're a Christian or a non-Christian, is that people need encouragement, okay? People need to be encouraged. So, like I said, I, I got a place, but then, of course... I didn't have money so when it came time to buy you know to need food for uh, my family well it was really just me and my daughter at that time um, eventually I would go on to have uh, another daughter with that same uh, woman who I'm no longer married to we haven't been married in decades but anyway um, at the time it was just me and the one daughter I mentioned and I remember you know, looking in the refrigerator and all I had in there was milk, rice, and iced oatmeal cookies. It's a brand. I don't know if you guys have them all over the world, but in America, we have a brand of cookies and they're called Mothers. Like, you know, like your mom, Mothers. I I, li- I had a package of Mothers iced oatmeal cookies. That's all I had. And... You know, if you've ever been in a situation to where you can't feed your child or you think you're not going to be able to feed your child as a parent, uh, it really does something to you. It really it, it does. It really does something to your heart. And it's, you know, men and women are different, you know, so a, a mom, if a mom couldn't feed her child, of course, she's going to be devastated. And she's going to do whatever she can do to feed the child. And, and it's the same thing for a dad, but it's different, right? It's different. Why? Because, you know, we're, we're the providers. We're looked at, to you know, as being the providers. And so to be in a situation where you're not effectively providing for, you know, for your family or for your children or what have it, um, it it's extremely painful and it it just it just destroys your self-esteem and you know and your image of yourself it really does and uh, I don't necessarily know how to communicate how painful that was to be like I don't I don't know how I'm gonna feed my child right and I remember going to uh, the plasma bank which is basically the blood bank you know you go into the blood bank to donate blood but you can also go and, and donate plasma. You know, they draw blood from you and then they extract plasma, which can be used for medical procedures, right? And, uh, you know, they take plasma and then in exchange for that, you get like, you know, like a, a little bag of cookies or something like that, a little juice. 
and they pay you money. It may be like $50 in cash, right? For me, not that I grew up with anyone in my household per se that was doing IV drugs or narcotics or things like that, but I was growing up in the 80s and that was a time when people was doing crack and all types of stuff, right? And, and you know, people getting high and shooting up needles and it just always, it just honestly always just really, it just disgusted me. I don't know how else to put it. And I just, I just never wanted to do that. So when I was, you know, going to sell my plasma, that's kind of the thing that came up in my mind. It's like, you know, I know I wasn't doing drugs, but it's like, whoa, I'm, I'm, I'm so low right now. I'm so desperate right now. And you know, I don't know how I'm going to feed my kid, let alone feed myself. You know, for me, it's one thing. It's like, okay, I can go days if I just had like, and what I used to do before I got my daughter back, I would just go like, you know, I would save up. I could get like scrounge up like a dollar or something like that, maybe $2. And then I could go to Jack in the Box and buy like two jumbo jacks for $1.99, right? Hey, I can make that last for a couple of days, right? And I could be okay, but you can't do that to a little kid right? My daughter was maybe like, uh, one, maybe two, if that, you can't do that to a little kid like that. They have to eat, right? So again, so, um, I just felt like I felt so much shame watching them, you know, put the strap on my arm and I'm trying to sit there and act like I'm all happy, um, and all positive while they're, you know, putting the thing around my arm to get the vein, you know, kind of pumped up. And then they, you know, they start drawing blood and I'm just sitting there while they're drawing blood and just feeling disgusted with myself and the entire process. Just honestly, just kind of hating myself. I really did, if I'm being honest, um, because I was selling my bodily fluid to get some money, you know, just so I could buy food for my child. And I know some of you would say, well, you know, you, you, you shouldn't feel ashamed because, you know, you did what you had to do. I did what I had to do because I put myself in that situation by making poor choices, you know? I didn't use wisdom. I didn't use wisdom. I didn't use wisdom. So as the people of God and and we're in this situation right now, there's this pandemic. Many of you listening around the world may be in a similar situation. Maybe you don't have to sell plasma to get some food. Maybe you don't have to sell bodily fluid to get food for you and your family. But maybe you are in a position where you just lost your job and, you know, maybe you still have some some savings left up and, you know, that money is dwindling quickly. What do you do? Right. Well, the first thing that you do is to understand, like they used to say back in the day, like, you know, trouble don't last always. Right. The older folk used to sing that song in the church. Right. Trouble don't last always. And that is the truth. Trouble don't last always. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you like, hey, you know, you know, don't just just smile it off. Just smile it off. You know, be positive. See, that that doesn't work. Now, I'm not saying that positivity doesn't help. It does help. But you have to acknowledge. So let's say you're over a body of people. Right. You have to acknowledge their hurt. Right. You have to acknowledge their hurt. And unless you've been in that situation you can't say that you understand what they're going through. That's going to be insulting them to them, honestly, because you don't understand. 
If you've never been in that situation, the right thing to say is, you know, I honestly couldn't even imagine what that feels like right now. I know that that must be tough on you. You know, that, <laughs> that's sympathetic. You're listening to someone. You're really, you know, and, and it's, they are receiving it as such that, hey, you're being genuine with me. Don't placate somebody, right? Don't don't tell somebody something you think they want to hear because in their heart and in their soul, don't nobody want no mess like that. It's Why? Because it's not the truth, right? It's not sincere. The Bible says love must be completely sincere. And if you can't be completely sincere, then, you know, quite honestly, maybe you shouldn't be in that position of authority. And if you can't, and or if you can't be completely sincere, then uh, maybe you should just buy him a greeting card or something. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, right? I'm keeping it 100 here, right? We have to acknowledge that people are hurting, okay? And then the next step is, well, what do you, what, what do you do? So you acknowledge them that 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 is hurting, and then you give them something that is sincere and something that is real and something that is true, and that is, you let them know this. This is a hard time, but it's not going to last always. I had a sister that I connected with in Bangladesh earlier this morning, and she reached out. She's like, hello, Michael. And I'm like, aloha, sis. How's it going? She says, uh, it was good, but it's going to be bad. I said, why would you say that? She said, oh, you know, because I lost my job a few months ago, and it's it's getting real bad. So what I told her is, hey, wow, that must be really hard for you, right? Now I can understand because I was jobless and homeless, so I totally understand where you were, right? I, I, I get it, you know? And she was like, yeah, I read your bio, I know you understand, right? That's why I reached out to you. Okay, so at any rate, one of the things I let her know is, listen, I know it's tough right now, but what you have to understand is that this is it ain't always going to be like this, right? It is hard right now. As a matter of fact, you asked me how I'm doing and I said I'm doing great right now. At for a time I wasn't doing great, but now I am doing great. You know, for a time things was real rough for me, but now they're not real rough for me, right? That is an honest answer, right? And so what I'm saying to you, I'm saying to you as people that might be over a congregation, or I'm saying to you as people that may be over a family, right? As, and I'm saying to you as an individual that may be going through and experiencing this very same thing, you know, like that sister in Bangladesh that lost her job for months has not had a job. And she's just one of many people around the world that have reached out to me for encouragement, and you know and help and, and and can you help me can you give me some strategies absolutely absolutely right so at any rate number one acknowledge the hurt acknowledge the situation many times christians we don't know what to say we don't know what to do and we mean well but when it's insincere you actually add insult to injury it's like you just took salt and you threw it on an open wound by being insincere. And we know that wasn't your intent, but you know what? Doesn't matter. It's still hurting, right? Please learn to stop doing that. <laughs> okay, stop doing that. So we acknowledge that. And then we let them know the truth. Hey, it's bad right now, but you know what? It is gonna get better. 
Tough times don't last always. It's a cliche, but it is the truth. You're going to get through this. And then the next thing you do is you offer them some concrete help. Now, this does not mean that you give them money. It doesn't mean that. But what you what you want to do is twofold, right? This is what I've learned. You can help people twofold, right? So what we want to do is look at the immediate problem. What is the immediate need that we can address right now? Right now. Because invariably, there's going to be an immediate need that can be addressed right then and there. And then there's going to be a, a medium to a long-term need that will require a, a certain uh, amount or level of strategy, right? Okay, so again, first thing you want to do is help them, right? If, if they're hungry, they, it's just them or it's them and their family or whatnot. Okay, they haven't eaten. And you know what? Give them some food. Well, I don't, you know, I, I don't feel good about giving somebody some money. Give them some food. Give them a gift certificate. If you don't feel good, get them a gift certificate to a supermarket. Pick them up take them grocery shopping or just bring some groceries to their house right but solve the immediate problem and one and I've heard this said before I didn't originate this but I heard this said before you know that one of the things Jesus would always do Jesus fed people why did he feed people because they was hungry okay they were hungry and when somebody is hungry it's very difficult for them to focus on other things why because they're hungry there is an immediate need that needs to be met. And if the need is not met, um, they ain't listening to you. <laughs> All they can think about is, man, I'm hungry. All they can think about is, man, my kid has not eaten for a whole day almost. I got to get them some food. So we have to deal with the immediate need first and foremost. Okay. Then the next step, once you dealt with that, right? They can better receive the encouragement because now they see, oh, okay, I got a place to stay for a month. It's like, hey, you know what? I don't know how we're going to support you long term, but, you know, let's let's get you off the street or what's what's going on. Or you, you don't have money to pay your rent for this month. How much is your rent? Okay, I I will cover that. And what? It's not a loan. It's not a loan. <laughs> Jesus would not. If Think about this. If people are already in a financial situation, you step in calling yourself, you're going to help and save the day. And you're like, look, I'll loan you this money. And when you get back on your feet, no, 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 no. Right. Think about this. <laughs> the people are already underneath a mountain of debt and discouragement. You're not real. Are you really helping them? I'm going to loan you some money and you pay me back. That's not the way to do it. That's not the way to do it. I'm going to tell you right now, that's not God's way to do it. That's the way the world does it. That's not God's way to do it. You give to them, right? And, and you give to them to help them. The Bible talks about two things, right? Well, if it's God's people, what you do unto the least of these, you do unto the Lord. And again, this is not why you do it, but these are some, some ancillary benefits of it, right? If you're giving to somebody that belongs to Jesus Christ, you are giving to the Lord. Whatever you do for them is just like you did for Jesus, right? Remember when you, we come to judge him, when we, excuse me, when we come to get judged, he's going to say, like, if, if, you know, if we're found unworthy and, and you know, we get sent to hell, 
you know, he's going to let it be known. Like, hey, you know, when I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was in prison, you didn't come visit me. When I was thirsty, you didn't give me water, right? Oh, when did that, when did that happen, right? You didn't do it to the least of these. Thus, you didn't do it for me. And then it goes the opposite way. Hey, you know, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me water, right? When I needed shelter, like you gave me a place to stay. You gave me clothes. When did I do that? Well, you did that for the least of these. So you did it for Jesus Christ, okay? And then also, you know, there's a scripture that talks about if you lend to the poor, right? You're lending to God and God will pay you back. So instead of focusing, I mean, hey, if it's you out there, you're this, you know, sharp, savvy person, you know, you you fancy yourself this savvy business person. Uh, okay, well, I want my ROI. Okay, well, check this out, right? What is the what is the best investment that you can make in the universe? Uh, it's to invest in God. Yes, if you invest in God, which is what you know, and, and it says lending to the poor, but. I know that's what it said, lending to the poor. But you're not lending to them because they don't have nothing to pay you back. You're giving to them. You're pouring into them. And when you do that, God will pay you back. He will pay you back. And there is no way that you can quantify or calculate the interest rate on that money that, quote unquote, you loaned to the Lord. You don't know. Maybe the Lord put it on your heart to bless that person also because one they're hurting and he doesn't want them hurting two you're his child and you can do something about it and should do something about it and three maybe he wants to set you up to be blessed financially in other ways right people are crying out to god god's people oh bless me bless me financially bless me bless me but they don't really understand what that means like yeah the lord could just give you some money he could just bless you with a job case in point during my second marriage right uh at the beginning of that marriage i was that's when i was coming off of being homeless right so we got married and i remember you know we went to church and they were talking about how you know god will answer prayers and he'll do miracles and in my mind i'm like okay because i didn't have a job per se at that time in my mind in my heart i'm like well you know what I'm going to go up to the altar and I'm going to ask God to give me, since I can, he's going to give me what I asked him for. Okay. I went up to the altar. I said, God, I want you to give me please one job that will pay for all of my expenses, you know, so my wife doesn't have to work and all of that stuff. Okay. And in my heart, what I was thinking he was going to do was give me some job at IBM, some nice cushy job. That at the time was paying eighty, you know, at that time eighty thousand dollars was a lot of money, eighty thousand U.S. dollars, and I, I'm aware in some places that's still considered a lot of money, but that's what I thought he was gonna do. But no, that's not what he did at all. <laughs> he he had me go back into the military. See, I was out of the military for two years. That's when I was homeless, right? He had me go back into the military. He had me do something that. I was already familiar with doing and there was an opportunity that he made for me to go back in the military and you know and that one job I was able to do use and take care of my entire family right and I'm still reaping the benefits from it after I retired so you you, you ask God for something but you don't necessarily understand how he's going to answer it right
oh, make me very wealthy. Okay, what he could do is be like, okay, hey, I want you to take care of this person here. I want you to pay their rent. I want you to buy groceries for them. You know, they've fallen on hard times and you help them. And do not loan them the money. Just give it to them. What? Yes, you heard me. Give it to them. <laughs> Don't charge them any money. Just do it. Right? Oh, 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 okay. But your mind is like, well, that goes against sound business, you know, uh, uh, principles. Like, I'm supposed to, you know, loan it and get a return on my investment. Again, when you look at the spiritual aspects of things, then it makes total sense. Well, I did ask God to bless me financially. Oh, I am lending money to God when I do this and I'm taking care of his people. The level of blessings that I'm going to get back is incalculable. Oh, it does make sense that he would tell me to do something like this because it's spiritual law. You know, I'm blessed and it's going to come back to me multiplied many times over, right? Plus additional blessings on top of that. That's how it works. Okay. So again, like I said, I, I just wanted to come on and, you know, we're wrapping up here because I always like to keep these messages under 30 minutes. I'm literally just driving around Honolulu now. I was driving home, but I didn't want to stop the flow. <laughs> okay. So I'm just driving around now anyway, but, um, Remember, people are hurting right now. So as mature Christians, first thing we got to do, if we think that we're going to step in to help somebody out and to encourage them, which is what we need to be doing because we are the salt of the earth. OK, you need to be sincere when you're encouraging people. Don't give them no fake phony stuff. Don't give them no platitudes. Nobody wants that. It's fake. It's phony. If you've never been homeless, if you've never been without a job, if if you, you know you've never been in a situation where you're not feeding your family and you don't know how then don't tell them you understand how it is because the fact of the matter is you do not and sometimes people are going to get real mad at you when you say stuff and they know good and well you don't understand that at all you ain't never been in that situation so please please i encourage you don't do that right right you can just flat you can just tell them wow that must be incredibly hard I can't even begin to imagine what that must feel like for you, you know, but I'm, I want to help you as best I can. See, that will be well received. And then you let them know, right? I know, acknowledge, I know things are tough right now, but it's not always going to be this way, right? The Lord is going to help you through this. Make sure, and that's what I missed earlier. Don't just tell them it's not always going to be like this. You know, it, it is going to get better. But the truth, which we need to add, is that why is it going to get better? Because the Lord is going to make sure it gets better. He doesn't waste an opportunity, right? And, and, and the point that I failed to illustrate at first, and now I'm connecting the dots, is this. Yeah, all of those hard times that I suffered back then, it was horrible. But now those very things in this new season of my life, those are the things that's bringing me wealth. Those are the things that's connecting me globally with people and job opportunities are coming in from all over the world speaking opportunities you know uh writing counseling all you know consulting all types of opportunities why because i i began sharing as, as the lord told me to i began sharing my testimony of what happened almost 20 years ago those low points in my life when i was homeless and selling plasma and had no money right all those things so now it's like wow and this is what kicked off this episode. I was just in my car and I was just 
marveling at what the Lord has done in my life and how, how he's just done a 180. And it wasn't an overnight thing, but now to look back and be like, wow, the very same things that was just hurting me so much and I was just devastated. Now you mean to tell me it's those things that's bringing me wealth? It's those things that bring, that's bringing me uh, global influence? Are you kidding me, Lord? Wow, you know, it's mind blowing. So this is what we need to communicate to people. This is why I'm communicating this to you, right? If you're you're one of these people and you're going through hard times, it is hard right now. I know it's hard right now. Shoot, it was hard for me, okay? Last year was no joke. It, it uh, Man, I got slapped for a loop last year, but the Lord taught me a whole lot of things which are now paying off. And the things that I used to go through that was so hard and devastating for me, now those are the things the Lord is using to prosper me. So I can tell you from experience, Hold on to your faith, never give up, keep going, because the Lord is going to help you. He will, there's no, it's like if you would help your child, don't you think that he would help his child? If you would do it, and the Bible says, and you're a wicked, then how much more would God do it for his children, okay? Right? And then what we want to do is help them. We want to address the immediate need right away. Because they can't even focus on your encouragement, really, right? <laughs> because that immediate need is so painful. It is so hurting and so throbbing. They can't hear nothing else until that immediate need is, here's the solution. Don't worry because I'm going to give you a $300 uh, 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 gift card to the supermarket. Let me go. Let me get take care of that right now. Here you go. Now you don't have to worry. There's, there's food for you and your family for a week or two, right? Or however long that goes, right? Then the next step is you address a long-term strategy. Let's let's see what you're good at. Let's look at your resume. If you're not good with stuff like that, then you know help them to get connected. Give them some strategy. Hey, you're gonna need to reach out to, you know, a consultant that does this and does that, and you know they're gonna be able to help you to better shop around and let's see if I know anybody that's got job opportunities that can help. You know, it's it's a medium to a long-term uh, uh, game plan that requires strategy. So you're helping them, right? You're really helping them with, with, with the need, right? And there you go. So I went over 30 minutes, just a little bit, but it is okay. Um, please, please, please be encouraged, right? The Lord is faithful. And if you hold on to your faith and if you don't, faint. That's what the Bible says. If you don't faint, if you don't give up, right? In due season, right? He will exalt you. That is scriptural right there. That's the scriptures. Okay. So that's it for today's lesson. And as always, remember, right? Submit yourself unto God, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. All right. Aloha. I love you with the love of the Lord. Until the next time, have a good day. I love you.